Girlfriends, episode number 193, A Year with the Mystics with Catherine Jean Lopez. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, I am talking with author Catherine Jean Lopez about her newest book, A Year with the Mystics. You're not going to want to miss this conversation. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends. Thanks for being here. Thank you for showing up for another episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. Always glad to be able to connect with you here on the podcast. If you're a new listener to Girlfriends, I want to welcome you. Thanks for giving us a try. I'm hoping Girlfriends can be a dose of inspiration and encouragement. I'm hoping you're going to want to make it a regular part of your every week. If you're a longtime listener showing up again and again, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for being here as well. Before we get started today, you know, sometimes I like to do a health and fitness check-in, you know, just to nudge you, just to nag you. And this time I'm going to be checking in with a recommendation because I've discovered something really cool, which is Peloton. Okay. You know, you've seen the commercials for Peloton, the crazy bike where you can do these live classes. Well, I don't do stationary cycling. That's never going to be my thing. So I wasn't all that interested, but out of curiosity, I looked it up at one point and it's like thousands of dollars to buy the equipment. And then you pay a monthly membership fee to have access to the live workouts. Not for me, but my good friend, Lisa Hendy, who I work with at Catholic Mom, recently recommended to me Peloton as a workout library, I want to call it, like a digital library of workouts. And I didn't know this existed. So if you go to onepeloton.com, and I'm going to put that link in the show notes, a lot of great workouts there that you can have access to. There's a free trial. I think I'm still in my free trial for the first two weeks. Um, And then after that, it's about 20 bucks a month to have access to it. So it might be worthwhile, worthwhile at least checking out. What I love about it is there's an app too. So you can have it on your phone, but you can also do it on your computer and you can browse the workouts. And honestly, they have so many different kinds. They have cardio workouts. They have the stationary bike, which I'm not going to do. They have treadmill workouts. They have stretching. They have uh, weight training. But then one that I used yesterday, which was really cool, I'd never done anything like this before, was for use outside. It was just an audio file. So I opened the file um, to play the workout on my phone with my earbuds in outside for a run. And it was this trainer lady who talked me through an interval run, which really kicked my butt. It was really hard, but it's only 20 minutes. And um, it really gave me a good workout. And it was a great way to kind of keep myself focused through the run, but also not have to always be coming up with my own stuff. So I know a lot of us in the Facebook group have been talking and sharing about some different YouTube channels that we enjoy. Um, So you can go there if you're interested in those links as well. But I did want to recommend this digital app, Peloton, onepeloton.com. You can go there and check out how you can become a member and you don't need the fancy, expensive, stationary bike to be able to do it. You can do these workouts in your own home, on your own treadmill if you want, or in your own backyard, or like I did, running down country roads yesterday. So wanted to give you that recommendation. If you have an app or something that's really helping you with regard to health and fitness, and you want to recommend it to others here at Girlfriends, drop me a line. You can contact me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com, or I'm Danielle Bean on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You know how to find me. 
Okay, I don't want to hold up anymore on sharing my really inspiring conversation that I had with author Catherine Jean Lopez recently. She's promoting her new book, A Year with the Mystics, but she's just an all-around fabulous person who is so knowledgeable on so many things, but also just an authentic, real person who is Catholic and loves her faith and wants to always be growing in her own faith life. I think that's such an important trait inside of a Catholic author. So I know you're going to appreciate what Catherine has to share with us here on Girlfriends. Take a listen. Hey, everybody. I am excited to welcome a special guest to Girlfriends today. Catherine Jean Lopez is joining me here. Catherine Jean Lopez is a senior fellow at the National Review Institute, where she directs their Center for Religion, Culture, and Civil Society. She's also editor-at-large of National Review Magazine and a nationally syndicated columnist who writes about faith and culture for a number of religious and secular publications. Catherine speaks frequently on faith and public life, including on college campuses, as well as on radio and television including CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, PBS, EWTN, and Vatican Radio. She's also a certified spiritual director and a nationally syndicated columnist. Catherine has authored a number of books, and she is here today to talk about her most recent book, A Year with the Mystics, newly published by Tan Books. Welcome to Girlfriends, Catherine. I'm so grateful that you're here. Thank you so much, Danielle. I'm so excited to finally talk to you. We've Me known too. each other for years. I know. Um, by reading one another and occasional conversations and things on over email or Twitter. Right. Anyhow, I love it's, it. It's nice to have a real conversation now. Yes. Yes. I know. I followed you and admired your work for so long and we've interacted usually through Twitter, I think. And um, yeah, other, I think that's probably true. Other online spaces, but good um, things come, can come from Twitter. They can. <laughs> Surprisingly, but it's I will true. not give up. We can be loved in there. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So definitely you want to be following Catherine Jean Lopez on Twitter, people. But let's talk about this book, A Year with Mystics. So we interacted a little bit about this book when I first saw it um, on Twitter. And I was really struck by what you said about it. You said on Twitter, I wanted to be able to give a book like this to people. So here we are. So let's start there. A Year with the Mystics. How did you come to do this and what was inspiring you? Well, so over the years, as you know, because you've been subject to this, I, um, I love to interview authors of good books. So mm -hmm. people know that the, they're, they're out there, get a little sense of the author and, and, and hopefully, uh, buy the book for, for themselves or for, for someone else. Mm -hmm. And, um, St. Benedict's press has the series a year with, and so they have the year with the church fathers and the Eucharist and Mary and right. the Bible and the saints. And anyway, I um, interviewed Paul Figpen, um, I think twice for two of them, Saints and, and Mary, maybe. Mm -hmm. And um, he was an editor at St. Benedict's Press at the time. And uh, I said, you guys really need to have um, a year with the women mystics. Is that actually what I had suggested at the time? They, uh, he, he took it to the rest of the team. And mm -hmm. I wasn't intending to write it. Um, <laughs> I was just saying, get somebody to do this. And I would have come up with ideas for people. Right. And actually, I think I actually made a couple of recommendations when they said, well, you should do it. We'd really like you to do a book with us. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I think I probably tried to punt and <laughs> give them other names. <laughs> And, um, and they talked me into it and I'm mm -hmm. so glad they did. It took 
longer than it was supposed to because I, I never really took time off to, to do it. Right. So I was doing it in the midst of everything. And and one thing I, I when I got the book, I didn't even open it for, for a little while when I got the review of my author copy. Yeah. Um, because first of all, I, I, I was terrified to find t- typos. I, um, <laughs> I was editor of National Review Online for many years and you can fix mistakes there. I know. Isn't that the nice thing about online publishing? Oh my goodness. Now, before that, I, there was a period in my life where I, um, was the the person who laid out the magazine, which mm-hmm. was like the worst job in the world for me yeah. because I can barely dress myself, never mind <laughs> dress a magazine, right? Yeah. So I would not sleep like knots in my stomach for the, like the three days <laughs> between oh when you send the files and you get the the print right. magazine, because I knew there'd be the possibilities of like, you know, a number being wrong, a page number being wrong or a word being dropped from right. the end of an article. Th- these things happen. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of, of opening a book and finding, <laughs> finding these things was terrifying to me. But the other <laughs> day, I finally got over that, got over myself there. Right. And uh, when I do find a typo, which I haven't yet, it will be very good for my humility. <laughs> but I also had to get over being sheepish about talking about it because people present you as the author of. And right. I'm like, look, I am not, first of all, I, I sort of think of myself as the curator of this. Like there were lots of meditations that I found valuable myself, even before I ever thought about putting this book together, I would like tear meditations out of Magnificat. Yes. Um, I would, I have, you know, lots, lots of, you know, the Paulist press series, oh, yeah, sure. uh, classics of Western uh, spirituality. I have so many copies of them beat up with post-it notes and wow. highlighting. So, so this is, this is the kind of thing that was in my life. And so having the opportunity to share that stuff is just the coolest thing in the world. Right. I, I'm so happy about it. And this is not an academic study. This is not the most authoritative book on, on the mystic saints. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That makes it in many ways even better because it's accessible to everyone. Right. It's bite-sized bits. And and I found when I when I finally did get over myself and open the book, I found myself re-experiencing some of these meditations. They they just they draw you in and they help kindle a um a deeper love of of God. Wow. And um so I really hope other people have the same experience. I I've uh I'm still having with them. Right. Now, okay, so getting back to the very basics, though, there might be some people listening who are like, what is she talking about? What are mystics? Right, right. right. Can can you just give a brief explanation? Well, this is part of the reason that I was convinced to do this, um, because the word mystic is, you know, you can al- almost hear the music. Woo, I know, right. You know, um, <laughs> mysterious very and exotic. Yeah. And, yeah, right. Exactly. And actually, a number of years ago, my friend uh, Gary Jansen, um, he um, he did a book on um, Ignatian spirituality and the Stations of the Cross, mm-hmm. a, a short little little book. And um, Jennifer Fulweiler, um, our, who's a mutual friend of ours and uh, an author, many of your listeners probably know, and she has a radio show mm-hmm. on the Catholic Channel. Um, she wrote the intro to the book, and in it, she said, "When I first met." Uh, Gary years ago, I realized I was in the presence of a mystic and you can hear the music as you read it. And I gave that book to um, a relative of mine as a, as a gift. And I, and I must've said, and you know, this is a a friend of mine. He's written this really good book. I think you'll, you'll like. And so she, she reads the introduction and comes back to me and says, you said that this man is your friend. 
he's a mystic. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, yeah, he's just like a regular dude with, you know, a wife and two kids, a mortgage, you know, and, but he, he tries to give God time. Mm -hmm. He prays and, and, and yes, he's heard God. He, he's had visual manifestations of what God's trying to communicate to him. It's, is nothing actually that wild or crazy. Right. It's actually like in the catechism that um, that we're all called to union with God mm-hmm. and our lives are this journey to union with God. Mm-hmm. And so we're not talking about stigmata and levitation and things where we're talking about simply giving God time. And when God gives us time, he communicates with us. In fact, God's always communicating with us. We just usually aren't paying attention. Right. Um, because we're too busy about the world. World, but we're not made for this world. Uh, so, so we always have to keep the, the other, right. <laughs> the goal in, in view. And um, so, so much of our, our days and influences and noises and mm-hmm. um, all these inputs are clouding out our, our greatest reality, right. um, the eternal life. Yeah. So the mystics, you would say, are people who are uh, making making efforts in that regard to connecting with God on a right. regular basis, you know, right. cultivating that relationship that we're all called to do. And I, I love that you you point out like, hey, this is actually what we're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> not right, not right. some out there idea like that's for some people. This is what we're this is what we're made for. This is what we're supposed to do. We are called to be saints. And I I think um, good, good, pious Catholic people sometimes get nervous with the word mystic, right? Um, because, because obviously it can go in lots of directions, right? And it's used by many people in the world too, right? Um, as sort of a self-help thing, as as a, a way to avoid church, <laughs> you know. Yes. Um, it, so first of all, a year with the mystics is totally in the heart of the church. These are um, many canonized saints, many blessed, some good and holy people who who haven't <laughs> made that list yet. Mm-hmm. In some cases, I think they will, like Mother Angelica. She, right. She's in there. But we're talking about mysticism in the heart of the church. The praying has to involve also the sacraments. and But we can't just, you know, obviously our lives today are so busy mm-hmm. and there's the danger that we start box checking, right? We go to mass. Um, right. And even, frankly, even people who go to daily mass, um, you know, it can become box checking. It's a good thing to do. Um, mm-hmm. But if you're just going through the motions and you're not doing it with love and you're not spending a little extra time um, beyond the mass in Thanksgiving, there's room to grow. Right. right. I, I do hope, too, that, um, you know, I noticed some cool place. Obviously, Amazon carries the book, but Target is carrying the book. That what? was a surprise to me. Yeah. I love um, that. I don't know if it's just online. I hope it's not just online because what a cool thing if you just walked into a Target. I am hoping that somehow peop- all, all these people who consider them themselves spiritual but not religious right. might might sort of be curious, pick it up, not realize that it's people in the heart of the church here. Right. They're looking for a mystical experience, right? (laughs) Right, right. And they find themselves falling in love with Jesus Christ in the arms of the church, you know? Perfect. Um, I certainly pray that that could be. And I've had a couple of people tell me now that they... They bought a copy for themselves and they bought a copy. One woman was telling me she bought a copy for her niece who is in that in that world right now. She's sort right. of like exploring Hinduism, but odds are that's just going to be for a little while. And, mm-hmm. and I think there is a lot of possibility there for people who are just looking for peace. 
um, and don't know <laughs> what they think about religion. Sure. Um, to maybe find some of these meditations, drawing them into to a deeper curiosity about the church because it it's hits on some of their desires. Right. I know some of the um there's um Gregory of Narek I use a couple of times in the book and I hadn't really known him all that much until actually Father Peter Cameron the former editor of Magnificat mm-hmm. had given me a little a little book of his as a, a gift at some point because I got I got to know him during the course of writing this book actually Father Cameron um mm-hmm. because I had found Magnificat so helpful but I, I remember when I was reading through the book I just which are primarily poems and hymns I just thought like this this guy knows my heart you know Mm -hmm. and I think that's that's the experience people might have um praying with some of these meditations right definitely um a goal that you'd want to have with regard to this book but we need to talk Catherine about the book itself like what it looks like what it feels like I mean it's it's beautiful so listen people this is not your typical prayer book, okay? <laughs> this is a beautiful book. You're going to want more than one copy because you're going to want to give it as a gift. It's a beautiful cover. It's an imitation leather cover, um, but it's got two different tones on there. It's absolutely a lasting book, a durable book, one that's a good size to carry with you. Um, but beyond the beauty of the outside of the book and the attractiveness of that that cover and all, Catherine, let's talk about how the inside is structured because I'm I'm a little bit worried... People are hearing us talk about these deep, you know, insights and these reflections. I don't want them to feel like, oh, this is a giant volume that I'm going to like work my way through. Talk about how it's structured one page a day because it's so very doable. Well, first of all, part of the reason that I wanted this book to exist is because I have this tendency, some of those books I was describing before, I have the tendency of carrying them all in my purse. And it makes for, <laughs> my back doesn't appreciate these things. It makes for a mess of a purse. They're your so friends. now this is actually a, a pretty slim, light volume, mm-hmm. um, considering the fact it has enough content for a year. Yes. Um, so it fits quite neatly in my purse and it's a whole new experience. I've even been able to downsize purses and uh, the existence of this book. (laughs) So it does have this one a day structure to it. So no page has more than 400 words on it. And uh, I purposely made sure some days had shorter meditations because other meditations are super rich. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, I think some of them you might want to spend a couple of days on just because they're so beautiful. Right. Um, And and they can prompt different things in your prayer, but you can stick to the one day format. The other thing about the one day format, I I do think it makes for a wonderful Christmas gift. And Mm -hmm. I'm giving it as a Christmas gift to people. Um, I may like put put tape over my name or something so it doesn't look pretentious <laughs> but um, it's totally um, legit I, <laughs> well I did want wanted to exist for this purpose to yes. give it to people right um so the days are numbered as day one day two day three mm-hmm. um so you can start anytime you don't have to start on January 1st I also think that's a, a little, um, it obviously gives you options. It's also liberating. I, for years, I confess, was a little snobby about Father Michael Gately's um, version of the consecration to Mary. Oh, really? Um, because I thought, well, no, we have to do it the saints way. Yeah, it's a little bit cheating, right? <laughs> exactly. But to be honest with you, de Montfort's way is really hard. Right. And Not accessible would, to many people. Exactly. And I would find myself totally failing because I couldn't, I couldn't keep up with it. You right. know, if you miss a day, oh my goodness, what do I, I've, I've destroyed the whole thing. I have right. to find another day and start again. 
Father Gately says, so I finally actually under obedience to my spiritual director, nice. finally read that book, did that, did that consecration. And when I read the beginning of it and he says, you know, if you miss a day, you just pick up again. And I thought, oh my goodness, I never thought of it that way before. You mean, <laughs> if you skipped a day, you could just like the next day, like do the day you missed or, right, right. or do two. I, for my entire life has been like a novena failure because right. that type never, A you know, personality you bring yes, to it. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, th- this, this book is similarly, I, I think light in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, do what you're able to do. It's good to make that commitment to, to do one, one a day, but, but if you can't one day, that's fine. You know mm-hmm. what I've been finding myself doing, and I've done this with, with other books in this volume, uh, in the series, um, I, I just sort of dip in and out. You know, I started thinking that on, on publication day, I was going to start on day one and then I was going to, right. to, to do the year. Um, but I just, I get in front of the blessed sacrament and I just open a page. If that doesn't look like where I should be that day, I'll, I'll change, but sure. very often that's just where I settle in. That's and, great. You know, I just open right now to St. Augustine and, you know, who could lose <laughs> spending a little time <laughs> with St. Augustine? It's a, it's a good, good way to spend your time and not exactly. too much time. Honestly, right. I mean, you, you could spend a long time for sure meditating on any of right. these, but if you just have five minutes, you can, right. you can read through the page and spend a little time in prayer. So Catherine, we talk about making time for daily prayer a lot here on Girlfriends. And I know this is something, because I hear from people every day, this is something people struggle with have guilt about, feel like they're failures at, oftentimes because they're setting up that perfect as the enemy of the the one good thing that they can do right now. Do you have some recommendations, maybe for using this book, but maybe just in general for someone who's just starting out, like looking to structure their prayer life in a meaningful way? Yes. First of all, I want to say on the topic of making the perfect the enemy of the good, I will apologize for the sirens your listeners <laughs> may be hearing right now. I am You're in, in the my city. office in New York City, <laughs> and there's no way around it. It's just giving us context for the conversation. It's great. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You can, you can picture me now. Yes. <laughs> Crazy book lady in the middle of New York City trying, <laughs> trying to find some quiet, right? Um, it can be really hard. Um mm-hmm. Now, I mentioned my friend Gary Jansen. Um, he wrote another book a number of years ago that called that was called The 15-Minute Prayer Solution. Okay. And he figured out, I mentioned I'm not into numbers, so I would have never figured this out. Um, 15 minutes is 1% of your day. So if you spent 15 minutes praying, you have now got, given God at least 1% of your day. Wow. That seems like a good place to start. Yeah. Um, and and as you say, you read some of these meditations and, and pray with them for five minutes. But why not say 15 minutes, mm-hmm. 1% of your day? And I know it's hard. I especially know it's hard if you're a mom with a lot of little kids. Sure. That, I think, is the hardest scenario. You know, other people's commuters have time on the train. It's a little harder if you're driving um, but but not talking about my book, talking about other things. There's so many um, there's so many audiobooks, e- even frankly classical music, setting the tone so you're not listening to the latest Donald Trump tweet or whatever is going on <laughs> in politics or the Emmys or yeah. you know stuff that's fine fine to listen to and you need to be informed. But we're at this point right now where 
everybody seems addicted to the noise. Right. You know, if you missed what Donald Trump tweeted this morning, your life will not be over. Yeah, you're going to be OK. May. You may you're be better be than OK. okay. Correct. You're probably going to be a little healthier, whether you love him or hate him or something in between. Exactly. This isn't a political thing. We're all just like suffocating and drowning right now. Mm -hmm. And so I I think it's really, really, really important for everyone who believes in God, who considers themselves a Christian, and certainly us Catholics have so many things available to us uh, as, you know, the, you can go to mass every day, most places, you know, right. if, if you want to. Um, I understand some people can't. Sometimes the schedule doesn't work. Sometimes, I mean, I'm blessed to be in New York City, so there's no excuse not Multiple to go to mass options. in New York City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, at every time of day. Um, but we've got the rosary. We've got the Divine Mercy Chapel. We've got so many tools in our, our prayer toolkit. I do think that committing yourself to 15 minutes, figuring out what time of day you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it may maybe you want to keep yourself flexible, but very often it's good to just say, you know what, when I wake up in the morning, I'm going to wake up 15 minutes earlier and I'm going to pray before I take a shower and, and start dealing with the kids, you know? Right. Um, what, you know, some people wait till the end of the day and obviously it's good to pray at the end of the day. Um, but it can be dangerous to, to leave it until then. Um, and I often, because you mentioned, I I do do some spiritual direction Mm -hmm. and I realized when I started doing that and listening to how hard it is for people to, to find the time, um, with everything going on. I, I suggest, I found myself doing myself and suggesting to others when you wake up in the morning, make the sign of the cross. Yes. That's, that takes like no time. Exactly. Right? You can and do that much. Offering your day to God and giving thanks to him that you're alive for another one. Right. right. And I, even, I think that tiny little thing, <laughs> which says a lot about mm-hmm. who you are and what your day is um, supposed to be about what you want it to be about. Even that can start setting a trend for you right. um, where where you're saying, yeah, you know, I'm prioritizing you, God, um, because you're the most important thing in my life. You're the only reason I'm here. Right. Um, and you're my strength and hope. And and um, that that little action can do a lot for us. Right. It can set the tone for your whole day. Right. I think that exactly. that's, that's a beautiful, beautiful, very doable way to start. But then the yeah. book, the book also is very doable in its page a day context. And um, I like that you're very forgiving about how you might use it and that if you miss a day, you're fine and you can just open up wherever. Let the Holy Spirit guide your your fingers when you turn to a page in the book. Um, but I want to talk a little bit. You mentioned your spiritual director and that really piqued my interest. That's why I made sure to mention it in your bio, because um, maybe you could share a little bit about that. Was that um, that kind of work helpful to you in the process of putting this book together? Yes, yes, extraordinarily, including in a very practical material sense, because um, I uh, at one point in the this is so inside baseball that I won't linger on. But part of the reason it took forever is because of copyright issues. Right. You know, I, OK, you, as an author yes. and editor, that was the first thing I thought of. Sorry. But I was like, yes. how did they get permissions for all of this? Copyright <laughs> nightmare. Right. Yes. And we're dealing with a publisher that that is a Catholic publisher. Right. right? It's not Random House here. Mm-hmm. And so that meant that I needed to find more sources, not less. So it was not like, 
I was going to use all my favorite Paulus press meditations in the end yes. because that would cost a pretty penny. And so, so I wound up, it wound up this whole process where I found more books and more, but not just more translations, but more people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at one point I, I just said <laughs> to saintly editor, John Morehouse, um, <laughs> he, I, he's so patient. You worked with I him have, too? I worked with him on the manual for women. I, I love him. Okay. He is so, he's just a good person, but so extraordinarily patient. The number of times <laughs> I called him in near tears because I was not going to make the deadline I swore I was going to make. Oh my gosh. Yes. It, oh, what a good editor. <laughs> he's, he's, he's such a, and, 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 and a good man. Yes. Um, so, so, so at the cynical of Our Lady of Divine Providence in Clearwater, Florida, th- there's a man um, named Ron Novotny. He and his wife, Adrian, um, founded the school for spiritual direction. And, mm-hmm. um, and Ron, I actually never met. He died a, a, just about a year before I started in the program, but oh my goodness, I've never felt like I've known somebody as, as much as I feel about him wow. in part because of this book collection. <laughs> there are other reasons, right? But, but that could be a whole, you can tell a lot about a person from their book collection for yes. sure. And his book collection was just amazing. And I just fell in love with this man because of his books um, and then getting to know his family in the school and all. But right. but um, but anyhow, I um, so, so I used a lot of the books um, from his library um, to, to help make some changes right. um, to to deal with the copyright headaches. So that I was very grateful for. But um, but uh, I had um, I I had done a seven day silent retreat at some point. And, um, it became clear that spiritual direction is something that, that, um, I was being asked to do, which (laughs) Ignatius talks about this in his, his rules for discernment. Sometimes when it comes completely out of the blue and there's some peace about it, Mm -hmm. you know, it's for, you, you can trust it's from God. And this is one of those scenarios. Like I was actually in the beginning, I was even opposed to the idea of women spiritual directors because right. I had already, always had a priest. I'm like, priests should do that. And then you can go to confession to them. And right, you know, exactly. That. But but actually, Pope Benedict at some point talked about there's a talk where he was talking about spiritual direction. And he actually recommended that you have one confessor and one spiritual director. Oh, um, so you're just upfront about your sins and confession and you're, you're sorrowful for your sins. And you, you talk about, you know, movements and prayer and, and, and things with, with the spiritual director. And I, I, I see the wisdom in that mm-hmm. um, because, because if you, if you're focusing on your sins and confession, it, there is a deepening of sorrow um, rather than if you're going into confession and wanting the priest to be your counselor, which right, spiritual direction a isn't, thing. but right. Right. They're all, they're all different things, but, but often I, I think people fall, fall into that because this is the only person they're getting to sit down with for, for a few moments and talk about their problems. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so, but, but also these poor priests are so overworked and there aren't enough of them. Yes. And many of them have, have not gotten, um, done a a real in-depth survey and work with, with the spiritual exercises of Ignatius, um, or, or other 
types of, of spirituality and, and, and direction. Right. Um, I, I really saw the need and, and it's a three-year program. And so during the course wow. of it too, I, I definitely deepened in the need and, and, you know, in the school, besides studying Ignatius and, and his rules and prayer and, and, and different types of spirituality too, there's a lot of praying with scripture and talking about it and, and talking about your, the, the movements in your prayer. And, and, um, so there's, there's a lot of like inner work that you wind up doing during the course of it. That's, this is really healthy for people. Sure. You know? Right. And, um, and, and is what, what you want to see happen in spiritual direction. You become, you know, he, he increases and you decrease, um, right. because all the baggage isn't in the way anymore, you know, right. or is, is lessening at least. Oh, that's um, beautiful. Yeah. And, oh. and of course, I, I include some scripture in, in, in there, in, mm-hmm. in the book, A Year with the Mystics. And um, my, my love for, for scripture definitely grew um, in the program. So it's three years and you spend two weeks at the school over, over the course of three years. And then there are things you have to do between the years, including a 30-day Ignatian silent retreat. Wow. Or, the 19th annotation that he offers for, for people in the world who can't take. I was going to say, who can do this? Right. (laughs) Well, I was actually, I was blessed to be able, I was, I was going to do the 19th annotation and I couldn't figure out how, like, how would I be in the same place at the same time every week? Because I'm always traveling for, for, for various things. And, um, and so I remember going into um, our I, I'm employed by the National Review Institute, mm-hmm. um, which is a think tank that Bill Buckley, the founder of National Review, also started in addition to um, National Review. And Lindsey Craig is our is our president at the National Review Institute. And I remember going into her office and saying, do you have a few minutes? I'm just wondering what our vacation policy is. <laughs> I need 30 days. <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, as it happens, I, I, I spent a lot of years at National Review where I didn't take a vacation. So, so you were due. It all balances out. In the yeah. End. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. And I love hearing about your um, education as a spiritual director and your training because it's actually something I I never even heard of. I mean, I knew that people, you know, go to school for it and that sort of thing, but I hadn't heard of that particular place um, down there in Florida. And I'm, I'm so grateful that you've done it. And I'm sure it has worked its way into the pages of this inspiring book, A Year with the Mystics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So one more question I, before we have to wrap up here, sure, Catherine, sure. is um, what what is your hope for this book? Like, you know, you said you you felt like the world needed a book. You wanted to be able to give the world a book like this. What what would be your your goal for the average reader? opening up this um, book the last december when pope benedict was pope um i happened to be at a conference in rome and he addressed us after the opening mass and it was leaders from from the americas um <laughs> trying to sort of bring us all together and he i was i was really caught off guard because he, i thought he, we're going to get a nice inspiring speech from from the pope and he actually kind of rebuked us and said huh. you know you call yourselves catholic leaders you better be encountering jesus christ every day because if you are not praying if you are not encountering christ no one is going to encounter christ through you and i sort of <laughs> took a deep breath right and, and there is a danger, as as you know, Danielle, if you're if you're writing about Catholic stuff, if you're 
job involves Catholic stuff, yeah. you can stop praying. Oh, yeah. I've seen it happen. You've yep. seen it happen. Yep. You can still produce the stuff, but not, right. not be there yourself, for sure. And I've certainly had days where I'm I'm too busy to actually be focused on the, the man who I say I give my life to. Right? Sure. And so, um, so my hope is that that these meditations are a way for people to encounter Christ, for people to um, really, really, really come to know our God and the three persons, and also to appreciate, you know, we have this epidemic, pandemic maybe, of loneliness. Um, mm-hmm. And and um, obviously with suicide, there's also other stuff going on. We have mental health crisis. Um, but a lot of people simply just feel alone and sad. And as Catholic Christians, we know we're not alone. And not only do we know there's a creator who created us in his image and likeness and came to earth as a humble child and, and died right. for us, right? Um, but we've got we've got the communion of saints. Like these are real people who lived, right. who we have access to, who can intercede for us, who can pray for us, who can, who can um, petition God for us, beg God for us. Um, you know, if, if you haven't yet get to know a saint. And I think this, this book, Year with the Mystics is an opportunity to start to get a, a getting to know some of these saints. There, there are a number of saints like Catherine of Siena and Angela of Foligno and St. Augustine, as I mentioned, but, but lots of others who appear more than once. So you start mm-hmm. to get a little bit of a, a feel for them and you may find yourself, oh, wait, I, I really like her. I'm gonna, I go back and, and read the other one or, or start, start Googling about her and, and just read some things online. And maybe, maybe you'll find yourself wanting to get a book, but you can't read all the lives of the saints. You don't really have enough time. I understand. Sure. But this is a way to get a little taste and, and more importantly, to appreciate that at the end of the day, you'll see so many similarities. You know, I, I tried to have as much variety in the meditations, but you become more familiar with the ways of God as you read these meditations, because right. there really is nothing new under the sun you know, <laughs> in terms of the way that God works. It and is all so, about the one thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Thank you so much. My guest today has been Catherine Jean Lopez, author of many books, but most recently from Tan Books, newly available, A Year with the Mystics is the book we've been talking about. Thank you for writing this, Catherine. And I want to thank you for the work that you do for Catholics everywhere, especially for sharing your own faith journey and your own unique perspective in such an inspiring way with us here on Girlfriends today. Thanks for being here. Oh, gosh, we're all in it together. So it's such a joy to be with you. And thank you for everything you do, Danielle. Absolutely. For good in the world. Oh, God bless you. I want to thank Catherine for taking the time to share with us in such a beautiful and real way here on the podcast today. Isn't she wonderful? You're going to want to be checking out that book and buying some copies for friends. So I will have links in the show notes for you to be able to do that. And speaking of books and links in the show notes, we recently had Jackie Angel on to talk about her book, Pray, Decide, and Don't Worry, right? Her book about discernment that she put together with her husband, Bobby Angel, and father, Mike Schmitz. Well, girlfriends, Ascension wants to offer you a special deal. You can get 15% off if you order that book today using the promo code, You Can Discern. 
Use that promo code when you buy the book at ascensionpress.com and you will get 15% off of your order. It's a pretty good deal just for being a listener of the Girlfriends podcast. I'll have that linked up in the show notes as well. The show notes for this episode and every episode of the Girlfriends podcast are always published at ascensionpress.com. Now, I did mention our Facebook group, and if you're not a member of the Girlfriends group on Facebook, I want to invite you to join us. All you have to do to qualify is listen to the Girlfriends podcast, even if you just listened once and you want to be part of a community of like-minded people. People who appreciate the Girlfriends podcast often have a lot of good stuff in common, so you can join us at facebook.com slash groups slash Girlfriends podcast. That link will also be in the show notes at ascensionpress.com. And now often at the end of each show, I mention the availability of my retreats, You're Worth It and You Are Enough. And sometimes I hear from people who are interested in having a retreat come to their community, but they don't even know where to start. They feel overwhelmed by the very idea. They've never put on such an event before. So I want to mention the services of a friend of mine that I've worked with in um, multiple ways on multiple different events over the years, Lindy Meyer, who is launching a new business as a Catholic event planner. Um, So I want to share with you that Lindy is available for that. So if you're interested in having me come speak, having someone else come speak, if you're interested in putting on a retreat or having um, somebody come in and give a presentation to your community, your parish, your women's group, and you'd like some help with that process from somebody who knows how to do it, somebody who's done it hundreds of times. Lindy has such great experience in putting on Catholic events and is so well connected inside of Catholic networks. Um, You're going to want to check out Lindy's services. You can find out more about what Lindy does and all of the services that she offers at siennacatholicservices.com. That's Sienna with one N, S-I-E-N-A, catholicservices.com. I will have that linked in the show notes as well. So that's for those of you who might want to have me come speak, might want to have me come give a retreat, but you're not sure where to begin. Lindy is there to help with that. And that is all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for connecting with me here at the Girlfriends Podcast. You are an important part of the Girlfriends community, and I'm so grateful that you are here. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 